Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Women of Faith. This is Pastor and Prophetess Diane Winbush coming to you today um, with a lecture and some information for women as well as for men. But, of course, you know that the show is entitled or our broadcast is Women of Faith Ministry. And so this was created for a platform for women to be able to come in and grasp things. And it's not anything to be able to separate um, men from women or clergymen from clergywomen or Christian believers, women from Christian believers, men. It's just sometimes women um, need something that they can be able to call their own so they can be able to feel a little bit more um, engaged where they can be able to come in and feel comfortable on a platform for themselves and they can be able to um, respond, reply, and what have you and get information that way. Sometimes if you're in the same boat with everything else, sometimes it's kind of hard to grasp because sometimes women Women get pushed to the side because they are in leadership or in authority. They may get pushed to the side as if their titles or their gifts are not important, even in the ministry or the house of God. So we created this from um, the uh, permission of God. We created this, the Women of Faith Ministry, so women can be able to come in and engage on this platform and receive information, resources, and Christian training for a healthy Christian living. Now, of course, we also have the Professional Pastors Broadcast, which airs every Monday at 7 o'clock a.m., and you can be able to tune in there on um, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Professional Pastors Broadcast, and that will take you straight into the broadcast every Monday morning at 7 o'clock. And we love providing these shows according to what God has given us in the Scripture as well as in the Spirit of God. And so what our topic is about today is a Judas can stop your flow of blessings. And it is important for us to be able to know how to identify a Judas. I can recall sitting in church back about, um, it's probably about five years ago, and so we had a um, service, and um, the pastor at the time, he came and and um, and um, allowed someone else to come in and to uh, be able to preach a program, and so his topic was, we need this devil, and so when I saw that right there, we don't need the devil. We don't need the enemy. Some things will come in to help us to be able to push us to the next level, but we have to be careful what we say out of our mouth. We have to be careful because the scripture teaches us in the book of Proverbs that the power of life and death, it lies in the tongue. So that's the reason why we don't repeat everything we hear other people say. We make sure that we speak things and say things out of the will of God and according to what the Holy Spirit has given us. We don't quote cliches because our forefathers have done it, our pastors, our apostles, our bishops, and leaders have quoted things and things like that. Sometimes people may be speaking out of their flesh, and whatever you repeat what they say, the same thing can come upon you. So we don't need this devil. We do not. We don't need no Judas. So I want to, uh, you know, um, impart that real quick. We don't need a Judas, and we don't need this devil. Okay, so I want to straighten that out in the beginning because sometimes people feel that they need uh, the, the enemy to be able to help push them to the next level. I don't feel that that is true. I feel sometimes you will know what you have on the inside of you because you have enemies around you, and they will let you know simply because they will get intimidated. And see, that's the difference between a child of God 
a woman of God is when she is really wrestling with something in her spirit or her flesh, she's going to go in there and drop that thing off to God immediately and tell God, look, God, I'm, I'm wrestling with this problem with jealousy, or I got lust, or I got intimidation. That's when uh, you know that a woman is really grounded and rooted in the will of God. She will be the first one to admit that she's in the wrong. She will admit it to God. She don't have to get in front of the church like they used to do years ago, make you get in front of the church and all of that stuff. That is not even necessary. This is between you and God. So she will go immediately to God, and God will not expose her stuff. He will not expose her sin because she's working. The reason why people's stuff get uncovered and God will will give another person the discernment of what another person is because the individual is kind of, you know, um, have a form of godliness. They're flaky and they're not living what they preach. And so we have to be careful now. We have to be careful in those areas. So let's go to the book of John. It's going to be in the um, 13th chapter, and we're going to start, I'm sorry, it's the 14th chapter, and we're going to start with... um, I'm sorry, it is 13, 13 and 21, 13 and 21, this is out of the King James Version Bible. It says, when Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. 22 says, then the disciples looked one to another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, said unto him, Lord, who is it? Verse 26 says, Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. So the reason why this all took place is because this goes back to, you know, some of the Gospels, all of the Gospel the gospel writers, Mark, Luke, Matthew, and John, they were there um, at the upper room, you know, when they were in there, you know, having the Last Supper or what have you before the crucifixion. They were there as well in the room. It just wasn't Jesus and the 12 disciples, because if it was, how was they able to record all of this information? They had to be there too. So what happened was the lady came in with the alabaster box, and even with the alabaster Bastard box, she, instead of her um, taking it, you know, sometimes we may see something and we may say, ooh, you should be able to sell that for market because you have people that feel that everything should have a price tag on it. They don't have the heart to be able to give certain things to individuals. So what happened was the lady came in and it was some priceless ointment perfume and it smelled very, very good. You know, just like we, we wear cologne or we have oils that we burn in our homes and things like that. It gives off a, you know, a sweet older this way if this was the scene of what happened with the lady that came in with the alabaster box and so what she did she poured it on Jesus's feet she took her hair and she you know wiped his feet and what have you and things like that she was also um, uh, displaying his death burial you know because back then in biblical times and even re- even right now in some areas in um, the world they still go in and um, 
and bury people in tombs, and they put fragrances and frankincense and myrrh and things like that. Everybody don't bury the same way. So that's what she was doing. It was a symbolicness of his burial and his resurrection, I mean his burial, you know, anointing his feet and putting all of the perfume and oil on it. So they couldn't comprehend what was going on, but Jesus did. So anyway, Judas came in. Why is this lady, I'm paraphrasing this now, why is this lady coming in here spending all of this oil when she could take and, 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 and take this money and, I mean, take this oil and be getting money off of it and be making a lot of money instead of wasting it, putting it on Jesus' feet. So you'll have some people that are around you, that hang around you, they are just, just hanging around just to see what they can be able to get. They are not concerned about where you're going. They're not concerned about what you're doing. They're not concerned about your ministry. They don't care anything about how to... Uh, help you on a platform to try to get to the next level. They are just they are just in the way, and so that's what Judas was. Judas was there in the way. God did not assign Judas to Jesus. So let's stop lying about that. People been teaching about God did not assign Judas to Jesus Christ. The Pharisees had already made preparations to how to get rid of Jesus Christ. Judas just made it easier for them. Glory be unto God. So it didn't have nothing to do with that. We have to be careful of how we quote things of what we have heard people say years ago. God did not assign Judas to Jesus Christ. Jesus can stand all alone by himself. So anyway, once he went in there and he tried to get on the lady, Judas did try to get on the lady about, you know, anointing Jesus' feet. Jesus went in there and immediately corrected Judas and put him on the spot in front of everybody. So that's a problem what we have, too, sometimes. We don't like the people to open rebuke us or, or, or correct us because if we do or we feel that we look small in front of other people, we'll go in there and try to figure out a way to how to, to, to try to what? Go in there and try to demise the individual. Or sometimes people will try to do the same thing to us if we're in there correcting them or trying to help them. Sometimes we're trying to help people, and people don't see it as we're trying to help them. They think you're trying to, you know, you're trying to tell me what to do and stuff, and you just as human as I am and things like that because some people don't like to be corrected. So this was Judas's problem. He did not want to be corrected. So guess what? I'll fix you. You cor- you corrected me and straightened me out in front of these disciples. So let me go in here and try to figure out a way so I can get rid of you. So that's what happened. The enemy entered into G- uh, Judas. So that's the reason why. All of these things came to pass. So now let's go to verse 27. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And after the sop, Satan entered unto him. Then said Jesus unto him, that thou, what thou doest, that thou doest, do quickly. So what he was doing, he was getting him out of the way. He was getting Judas out of the way. Why? Because Judas could not go with these other apostles. The anointing was not on him. It wasn't on him in the beginning. He was selected as a disciple, but the... the my God, please help. He was not. He was not meant to go to where the other disciples was going. He was not meant to be anointed. He was not meant to get there on the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit fell on them. It was not meant for. So that's the reason why he was dismissed. So that's the reason why I'm trying to tell you, no, you do not need no Judas. No, you do not need this devil. God, before God, will allow someone to mess you up. If you season now, you have to be a seasoned woman. If you're a seasoned woman, God will give you the discernment of those who are around you that should not even be around you. God will give you the discernment of those whom are just hanging around you just for to see what they can get out of you. God will discern if you have a seasoned eye. That's the reason why we got to be in the world. 
will of God. We can't have one foot in the world and then have one foot in the church and trying to, you know, speak a word to somebody else and things, and then whatever it is that is 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 strong in our flesh, that's what's going to become a part of us. So if it's the if it's the worldly part is more stronger, that's what the people are going to see. They're not going to see the Christianity side of an individual. They're going to see the worldly side. So that's the reason why we have to be careful. It's very very careful. It's very very important that we're careful of how we carry ourselves as women. We got to be careful about that. So that's what happened. He dismissed him. So that's the reason why I know we don't need him. That's the reason why I know that Judas can't hang around us because Judas is not going where we're going. Look what he did. He dismissed him. What you do, do it quickly. Go ahead on and do it. You finna go over there and finna get ready to tell those people that I'm so-and-so, 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 and you can find this person and you finna sell me for 30 pieces of silver. Guess what? Go ahead because guess what? Now the real blessing was finna come in because we look at the crucifixion as something bad and it was horrible and you know he went through all of these things and oh but it was for us it was to die for the sins of the world to to us it may have looked like a very crucial pivotal point in Jesus's ministry which it was but if you if you look at it look how we are being blessed today all because of what he did so he had to dismiss Judas before he got up on the cross and before he came back and before he returned after he got through preaching in hell and all of that and then I'm gonna go ahead on and put this on there too you know sometimes people be wondering okay where I'm gonna go after hell and how can I can be in hell and stuff like that after Adam passed away. Okay, so just think about it. And this is something that the Holy Spirit really revealed to me the other night, and it was so powerful. He said that just like we can walk around in our dreams, you know, we be sleep, okay? And then when we sleep, we be dreaming that, you know, we be, you know, at a conference or God may show us that we're going to be at a church or God may show us this about our children or God may show We're still walking around, God is so powerful. We're still walking around even while we're asleep. Our bodies are, what, 65% dead to the world, okay, because we're asleep. We're, 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 we're lifeless, okay? The other um, 65 the other 35% is walking around. It's walking around in our dreams for the ones that dream. You know, you have some people, they'll say, oh, I don't dream and stuff. We're not talking about you if you don't dream. I'm talking about for the ones that dream, okay? When God will come in and bring dreams and visions and wonders and signs, the other 35% is walking around. The other 65%, it's, 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 it's unknown. <clears throat> we don't know what we're doing only according to what we see in our dreams and our visions. So that's the same way, too, even with that. You know, people are walking around, you know, even though their bodies are dead in the grave, but they're still, their spirit is still alive. You see what I'm saying? God is awesome how he can come in and do things and put things together that way. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's what you call the spiritual transformation. We still are walking around while we're asleep. Okay, and then we get up the next day, oh, okay, then, God, you showed me this about so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so in my dream, or you showed me that I was going to be going over here, traveling over here to so-and-so, so-and-so's church, or you gave me confirmation in my dream to do so-and-so, so-and-so. That part is still moving around. The spirit is. 
Okay? So God is awesome in everything that he does. So if we pay attention, we stay focused, and get all of this stuff out from from around us, we can be able to hear from God clearly. And that's the reason why a lot of times, you know, Women, they have a problem. Sometimes they be frustrated about certain things. They feel that God has not answered them on certain things. Sometimes they don't know the direction of what they're supposed to go. And you know what the the reason why that can be also, too? Sometimes they don't have anything to do with God not responding to you. Sometimes it be that you may have the wrong crowd of people around you, and your spirit is so noisy. Glory be unto God. Your Your spirit is so noisy because you got all of that flesh and stuff hanging around you. So God is not going to talk to you while you got all of that foolishness around you. Let's go to Daniel. I'm going to prove it to you. Let's go to Daniel chapter 10, and let's start with the verse 7. It says, King James Version Bible now, it says, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision. So Daniel was all, had friends around him, okay, the men that was around them. It was around Daniel, okay. It says, But a great quaking fell upon them, meaning an earthquake so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my calmness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. So what it was that... What this was, Daniel had been on a fast. He had been on a fast for 21 days, okay? He went in there and he humbled himself and told the Lord, you know, we done sinned, we done done everything. Just because we're prophets, pastors, bishops, apostles, evangelists, prophetess, and things like that, that don't mean that we don't get wrong. That don't mean that we don't have no faults. But that means we do not continue into what we're doing. We have to ask the Lord, keep crying out to the Lord, and ask the God to help us, okay? So what it was and things that it was a lot of sin that was going on in this area area, and then Daniel just went on in there and said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to put myself in there too. I have sinned too. So that's in the book of um, Daniel also, chapter 9. So what it was, after he had went in there and he had fasted for 21 days with no food or uh, or what have you, I don't know if he, if it said he had any water, but I know it said, it says, I ate no pleasant bread, neither any flesh nor wine, so he didn't put nothing in his mouth. He went on a total sabbatical, basically, what that was, just a total sabbatical. He didn't have anything in his mouth. So what happened was that after he went in there and he went in there and sought the Lord and he fasted, God sent Gabriel to him to talk to him and come and speak to him and reveal to him. That's what he did. But God couldn't talk to Daniel, and he had those people around him, his friends around him, his buddies around him, or the people, because by this time Daniel had got promoted into a um, – position as a governor, um, you know, from the time that he was in the lion's den and he got promoted, you know, King um, Darius had promoted him and what have you and things like that. And so that's the reason why he went through all of that trauma, um, the reason why they was going to throw him in there because he was up for promotion. And, you know, we go through things like that too. Anytime we're up for promotion, you're going to have some people that's going to try to knock you out the way and try to stop you from going to where you need to be. And many times, listen to what I'm saying, 90% of the time, is the one that's right up under your nose that you can't pick them up because they're so close to you. That's the reason why Jesus took the stuff and he stopped it and gave it to Judas because Jesus Judas was right up under him. Even though the scripture did say Peter was laying on his breast, but Judas was right there with him with the other 11 disciples, okay? So that's what we have to be careful. That's the reason why my grandmother always used to use a word and a phrase. 
years ago when we were coming up in the house. And I will repeat this cliche because it is true. She said, you've got to feed people out of a long-handled spoon. That means you don't never keep people so close to you where you cannot see them and discern them. Sometimes you can have them right up under you, and that can be the main one that has the pitch for, for you. So God comes in here, and he talks to Daniel. He talks to him in this book, and then he had to move those friends out of the way or the men out of the way and what have you. had to move them out of the way in order for God to come in to respond. Now look at what he said. Verse 9, yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. And behold, an hand touched me, which set me up on my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And then verse 11 says, and he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee I am now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. God cannot speak to us when we got a lot of things around us. I don't care what you got. You know, I want to um, share something with you. You know, I have a, another organization where I deal with women, and they are not all saved women. They are secular women. They come from all types of um, walks of life. They come from all types of ethnic backgrounds. They come with, from all types of race and what have you. But I carry myself with the with the with the um, with the spirit of God. Now I carry myself in such a way where those ladies do not cross the line with me. They don't disrespect me. Even when we have our monthly meetings in um, our metropolitan area where we station them at, they come in. They don't come in with bad words because you've got to make sure that you hold yourself up in a very high quality, professional, of excellence type of way. A woman should not call herself saying that she's professional and she is not. Okay? I don't let people come into anything that I do with, ooh, glory to God, thank you, Lord, with no sandals. They don't come in with no flip-flops. They don't come in with no sundresses. They don't come in with no spaghetti clothes on. They don't come in with no shorts, no paddle pushers, no miniskirts, or anything like that. Because any time that we are calling, ordained by God, women got to step out with what? Quality and quality of excellence. And that means that goes for your clothes and for the words that come out of your mouth. Your communication got to be up to par. All of those things got to be up to par. Your clothes got to be up up to par. Your makeup got to be up, be up to par. Okay? This lady had came in, and the last one that we had about a couple of weeks ago, she came in and she had some braids, and her braids were green, but that sister was rocking them braids. Do you hear me? She came in. She was professional. Her makeup was conservative. Her clothes were professional, even though her hair was green, but that lady rocked that green hair. Do you hear me? And it wasn't going everywhere. So that's what I'm saying. Whatever you hold on a platform as a woman, whether you're a pastor, you're an elder, whatever you've been called to do, whether you're a Sure, or ew, shut up by Kosi. Whatever you're a choir member, whatever you're just serving in the community, doing outreach ministry, you're an apostle, you're a bishop, no matter what title you hold, always make, make women be held accountable of how they present themselves in front, in front of you. You are responsible and held accountable for that. You don't never allow a woman. And even when we have those business meetings, I never come in and talk to those people about God. I, I, try, I don't even get, but the people know me by my fruits. 
I don't come in there doing that all the time. Now, there has been a couple of meetings when I first started working with the women on the professional business platform. We got in there and something, you know, the speaking of tongues came out and things like that. And God even knows how to come in when he get ready. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Make women be held accountable. You're responsible for that because you're held accountable in a high quality of excellence as a woman. Keep your dignity up. How you expect anybody else is going to follow you and you uh, don't have your stuff in line? Come on now. Come on, people, that's the reason why people wants to flow with people that are going somewhere. People are not going to flow when you're parked, okay? If your car is parked, that means either you don't have no gas in it or something is wrong with your motor or or there may be something wrong with your tires. They may be on flat. It's the reason why the car is parked. So if your ministry is parked, that means you need to get back before God. And I'm going to tell you something, if God starts something, he's not going to park it. The only way it's going to be parked is because you may be around some Judases that God is trying to shake off. And when you move those people out of the way, just like the earthquake came and God was trying to give the message to Daniel, and just like God came in and moved Judas out of the way before the blessing came, the crucifixion, crucifixion and the beatings and the, and the kill and all of that stuff, that was a blessing to mankind. From generations unto generations. Generations to generations for an everlasting sign and a possession unto the Christian and to the saints of God. Human there. And so that's re- that's reason why we come in with these tools to try to help women, train pastors, train clergy, train p- those that are in leadership, trying to help them to be able to understand how important it is of how they're supposed to carry themselves and things. Always make sure that you're going out in the flow of the Spirit of God. Don't go in there through something that something you done made up yourself or some other elder done told you what to do. What does God have to say about it? Did God have anything to do with that? That's the reason why I follow God. I don't follow man's guidelines. I follow whatever the Holy Spirit gives me. A Judas can stop your flow of blessings. It can stop God from talking to you. You be thinking God done went somewhere and he dealing with somebody else and I have to be patient. No, it's just you. You got the wrong crowd hanging around you. Okay? And I thank God for that. Even back to the organization that we, that we um, you know, incorporate and that we own. And I thank God for how he has really disciplined those women. Those women come in. They come in with their briefcases and with their portfolios and things like that. They don't even come in and try to come in in a negative way to try to knock or detach me down. I have had an opportunity to have to dismiss a couple of them because a couple of them wanted to just, you know, come in to see what they can get out of it and try to pull the women over to some kind of health tonic that they were selling and I let that lady kind of followed me probably for about a year or something like that and after that last month I had to cut her loose I just went in there and emailed her I said I no longer warrant your presence you are not allowed to sign and register up for no more of our events that we're hosting because I see your spirit and you're trying to hide it like oh no that's not me I didn't mean it that way and this that and the other and things like that no this is what God is showing me and it keeps bothering me 
and I got to go ahead on and tell you, okay? Because you can be able to stop my monetary blessing. You can stop my what? Anointing. You can stop my spiritual blessings from flowing because I need to get you out of here. Okay? And so I dismissed her. And when I dismissed her, that's when the doors start to open up and people began to come in and whatever, you know, whatever God dismisses from you in your circle, he got the power to bring you somebody back, to add back into, and he will multiply it even seven times greater what you have lost. Because what you think that you have lost is something that you really did not even need. Okay? And so I want to thank, thank the Lord for that. He have allowed me to be able to carry myself in a professional way in front of, front of those women. We don't get in there. We don't be, oh, come on, we're going to pray and stuff like that. You don't have to let everybody know that you're saved. Your character will speak good and well enough for itself. Your character, how you carry yourself. So if you coming in stuff with, you know, having things and stuff, and you coming in relaxing, things like that, with house shoes on and all kind of foolishness like that and stuff, what you expect them women's going to do? Your women's or your deacons or your elders, they're going to come in there the same way with foolishness on. Okay? God holds us at high standard. Women should know better. Women should know better. Because the scriptures tell us in the New Testament that what? Our conversations, are, you know, even with our husbands and stuff, our conversation, the wives' conversation, we and the husbands, okay? In our relationships. Woo, thank you, Lord. And I appreciate the time with God and with you on today. So for all upcoming events or you want to learn any more information about us, just go to our website. We're a part of uh, St. Petersburg Global Ministries. That is, is our ministry, www.stpetersburg.com. We appreciate you tuning in today and listening to the broadcast. And until next time, you be empowered. <laughs>